This is part four of Ephesians 5, 15 to 21. And our focus is going to be, and don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, look carefully how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Not as unwise, but as wise. Purchasing the time. Being a good, shrewd merchant to spot every opportunity for doing good and buying it quickly before it passes away. Because the days are evil, and that evil we saw was a darkness that makes you not just bad, but stupid. That is, therefore, don't be foolish. So do not be foolish. Do not be unwise. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Be wise. That's the opposite of the darkening effects of evil. Eyes wide open to be wise. Eyes wide open to understand what the will of the Lord is. Truly connecting with reality, what is really there. Not, like, not acting like an idiot walking around in the, walking around in the dark. And now, I would argue that what follows is, okay, help us, Paul. Help us understand. You're telling us not to be unwise. You're telling us to be wise. You're telling us not to be foolish. You're telling us to understand what the will of the Lord is. You don't want us to succumb to the evil of the days. You want us to snatch up every opportunity. Do you have any practical suggestions? How? And I think that's where he goes here. And. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So, Father, as we ponder, at least in the beginning way, what it is to uh, be filled with the Spirit and not to be filled with wine, show us what Paul's getting at here and work in our hearts to protect us from the blinding, deadening, folly-producing effects of drunkenness and the bright, illuminating effects of fullness of the Holy Spirit. I pray this in, in Jesus' name. Amen. First thing we need to clarify here before we leave verse 17 behind is understand what the will of the Lord is. I just need to remind you, we've seen this twice, I think, already, that there are two senses in which the will of the Lord, the will of God, is used in Paul, in Jesus, in the New Testament, in the Bible. And one of those is his, we could call it the, the will of decree. In other words, in that sense, everything is God's will. He does what he wills, and here we, we see it in Ephesians 1. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So there is a use of the word will of God, whereas if you see anything happening, you know that since God is sovereign, this is in some sense God's will. So everything is God's will in the sense of being his will of decree. Now you could use another name if you, if you like. I'm just using that one because it's been used by 
others before me. Here's the other use of the word will. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. This is the will of God for you, your sanctification. So if you strive against sanctification and fail to be sanctified, you're not doing the will of God. And so there's a will of God that doesn't happen. So the one will of God always happens. And this use of the will of God sometimes doesn't happen. And we could call that the will of command. Or some people call it the revealed will of God. What he says in, in the Bible, when he says, Thou shalt not kill, that's his revealed will, even though he clearly ordained that Jesus be killed. And so his sovereign will, which is another name here you could use, sovereign, I can spell it, sovereign will. So, Will of decree, sovereign will, all that comes to pass, will of command, revealed will, what God tells us to do in accordance with his moral law. So, understand what the will of the Lord is would be this one. And what's so crucial to grasp here is, since he has emphasized being wise, not unwise, understanding, not being foolish, it is not simply that there's a list, right? Do this, do this, do this, do this, and now I'll take that list in my pocket and I'll walk through the day and I'll do all these things. You don't need this kind of wisdom and lack of foolishness to keep a list in your pocket. Here's, here's reality. There is a list. I mean, there's a long list, Sermon on the Mount, Ten Commandments, chapter 12 of of Romans, list after list of things that Christians ought to do and ought not to do. But in fact, that list does not cover 90% of the decisions we make in detail, right? <laughs> in the next hour, you are going to make some decisions to do some things which are not prescribed or prohibited in the Bible. Most of life is an application of the Bible the will of God, discovered by wisdom, and the application of the explicit commands like God wills your sanctification, love your enemies, don't return evil for evil, and dozens and dozens of other specific commands. And yet, here's a situation, how does it apply, Lord? And that's where you have to have wisdom and not be foolish and have understanding and this, so I'm taking this will of the Lord here not to be a simple restatement of biblical commands, but rather the proper application of those biblical commands. And that's why we need help. And the help we get is first, don't get drunk with wine. And now you can see right away why he would say that, right? What does drunkenness with wine do? It dulls your sense of seeing what is really there, and it makes you stupid. It makes you foolish. Drunk people are not wise people. You do not go to drunk people for counsel. You let them sleep it off first, and then they might recover some sense of wisdom in order to 
live their lives or counsel you, but while they're drunk, they are victims of debauchery. What's that? I put the Greek here just so that you could see how I was thinking. That word for debauchery only used, what, three times, I think, in the New Testament. That's the negative, and this is a word from which we get uh, to save or to heal. So not saving, not healing. It is a wasteful. You waste your gifts. You waste your time. You waste your life when you are drunk because you can't do this. Right? Look carefully. Be wide awake. Have tremendous insight and discernment and wisdom as you contemplate the world to determine how you ought to walk in a way that escapes from this blinding evil and drunkenness keeps this from happening. So, to, to be drunk with wine means you fall into patterns of behavior that are absolutely wasteful and destructive. Here's a picture of it over in First Peter, one of those other places where that asotia word is used. The time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, drink, drunk, lawless idolatry. With respect to these, with respect to this, they are surprised, your former non-Christian associates are surprised when you don't join them in the same flood of debauchery. Same word as Paul uses. And here the word flood is attached to draw out the sense of utter, excessive wastefulness of life. Getting drunk, going to drinking parties is an absolute waste of what you were made for, namely to be wide awake with all your powers fully engaged to look carefully how you ought to walk. So the first help we get in understanding the will of God is don't get drunk with wine. It will make you wasteful of all your life and you will lose connection with reality and you will be foolish and you will be unwise. Which means then, doesn't it, and we'll turn to this next time, that but instead of getting drunk and being taken over by the blinding effects of wine, you be filled with the Spirit. Which implies then that the Spirit has a not dulling but heightening effect on our capacities to discern. Back in chapter 1, remember it said that Paul prayed that they would have a spirit of wisdom. This is chapter 1, 17 and 18. A spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him having the eyes of our heart enlightened. So the Spirit has an enlightening effect. It helps us to see better, while drunkenness helps us to see worse. And what we need in order to be wise and not foolish, but seeing the will of the Lord is not 
to be dulled by the effects of drink, but rather to be heightened with the effect of the Spirit. So we'll pick up that next time.